With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. What's up, Knight fans? Sons of UCF is proudly presented by the law firm of Gordon and Partners. Since 1993, Gordon and Partners have been dedicated to the pursuit of justice for those who have been wrongfully injured at no fault of their own. It's important that you get legal advice from somebody you trust. So contact UCF alum Michael Hoffman directly if you have any legal needs or questions, visit their website, fortheinjured.com, or text 407-913-5350 to talk to Michael directly. Don't just trust anybody. Trust the best. And trust a knight. Gordon and Partners. For the Injured. This is the Sons of UCF, the number one place for UCF sports. With your distinguished hosts, Adam. You called somebody Cheetos. Who, who is Cheetos? And Mike. I don't like going to petting zoos. Now, here are the guys. I, I yeah. came up with a bunch of lists here. Uh, I'm afraid we're getting towards the end of the show here. We're not going to get to use them. Oh, well, so, I mean, I mean, shoot, Mike. You just tell me what you need, buddy. What do you got? <laughs> this week, the UCF baseball team and softball team both played against the Cows. Maybe mm-hmm. for the last time ever. Right, we're leaving the conference, we're leaving them behind. Unless we play them in the conference tournaments, we may not see those teams anymore, which got me thinking. Oh boy! And UCF has over the years had many different rivalries. Mm -hmm. This is the end of one Mm -hmm. top five UCF rivalries of all time, and I'm gonna make it football rivalries because I know we can go some places, maybe like Stetson for some sports and things like that. I'm going to make it top five football UCF rivalries of all time. All right. I'm excited. I can't wait. Here we go. Well, I. Not in. Houston. Hmm. Houston Just missed the cut. Houston may end up. could be coming back, though. That could come back, though. May come back. That's right. Could could fortify, maybe. It's a better way to say it. Yeah. And you know what? People say it's not a rivalry. We've had a lot of big moments against Houston. People forget. In 2005, we clinched our first ever bowl game. You know, by by beating them, we got our sixth win, made us bowl eligible, won that game. 2009, we beat them for the first time, first time ever beating a top 25 team. Um, in 2013, it was a classic game down to the end, goal line stand to keep that season alive. 2014, you got the Brandon Alexander play in the end zone. 2016 even they had a fantastic team and we scared their pants off them Mackenzie milton as a freshman have the lead on them and at the half and they pulled away from us in the fourth quarter but a good game so some big moments even in basketball 
you know, the college game day game that they had there, Taco Fall and company go in there and beat them. That was a huge win for us. So I think there is some history there with Houston. And I, we have that space connection where in the future here, moving into the Big 12 with them, you know, we've, we've been in the Conference USA with them. We've been in the American with them. Now we're moving into the Big 12. I think it could be a very good rivalry for us, but not a top five rivalry. Scared the pants off them? They had no pants on? Yeah, they had no pants on for the, the whole fourth quarter. Um, number five, Georgia Southern. Georgia Southern, we played against 11 times. Our record, though, 1-10 and 10 against Georgia Southern. Not pretty. Our, our one win was in 1983. Who was the head coach? Uh, Lou Saban. Lou Saban is correct. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> Total guess. But then... That was in 83. They beat us nine times in a row since then. But still viewed as the back then, you talk to any guy. You talk to Darren Hinshaw. You talk to anybody. Mark Giacone we talked to. Um, Greg, uh, Sean Jefferson. Any of those guys that we talked to from those old days, they all say Georgia Southern. That was the team. That was the, the game we circled every year. We did play them in the playoffs once. They blew our yep. doors off 44-7. to I think that was the week after we beat Youngstown State, right? 1990s. Yeah. Um, the UCF has never beat them in Orlando. Their only win was in Statesboro. So maybe we get these guys back on the schedule one day. They are now a Division One team. They are playing in – are they in the – what conference are they in? Conference USA, Sunbelt, they're in one of those. Um, possible. You know, we gave you a little home and home, maybe a little two-for-one with these guys. I wouldn't mind seeing them back on the schedule, maybe even up this series a little bit. Okay. That's number five. Fair, fair enough. Number four, Memphis. 17 meetings against Memphis, mostly one-sided. Now, they beat us the first ever matchup back in 1990, but then we went on a run from 2005 to 2012 where we almost blew them out every year. And then that 2013 game comes around. Will Stanback has to hit the guy on, on the kickoff. Dorico Johnson has to pick it up and score a touchdown. Then Terrence Plummer has to come up with the interception at the end of the game. That was a tough one. The games get much closer the last few years. 2017, the championship game against these guys. What was the final score? Like 62-55. Trey Neal with the interception to clinch it. 2018, let's go bone down big on the road. And then again down big in the championship game the same year. Classic games back-to-back -back that season. Even the game when they finally got us back again in 2020, 50-49, 2020, the Obarski missed field goal game. Dylan Gabriel was 650 yards of offense. So pretty good games. Even this past season, a pretty good matchup against Memphis. You know, an entertaining game. I think there's probably more, a lot of history here, more history than against most other teams we have on this list. So um, Memphis, for me, number four. Georgia Southern in the Sun Belt, by the way. There you go. Um, number three. The team that we played the most ever, all time, East Carolina. This, this is a rivalry. And I know the younger fans right now don't look at it as a rivalry because – for the last few years, we have dominated it up until this past season when they beat us again. But 21 matchups, they actually lead the all-time series 11 to 10 now. Um, talking about games like the 2010 game 
We talked to Jeff Godfrey, our first interview ever, how important that game was for this program. They had beat us four years in a row. Everybody on the team knew how big of a game that was. Uh, they had beat us in overtime in 08 at the, at the bounce house. 2010 ended that streak. Uh, the 2013 game, the hill Perriman game to win the conference tournament, huge, one of the biggest plays in UCF history. Um, and then this past season, 2022, playbook gate, you know, a little Ooh. controversy there. Did, did they take our playbook before this season? Um, I don't know if we've ever gotten a complete straight answer to that, but East Carolina has got to be number three on the list for me. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Number two. The Thundering Herd, Marshall. Marshall at number two. We are. Okay. Now, we joined the MAC in 2002. Marshall was a big-time program back then. People may forget, you know, Randy Moss, Chad Pennington, at the time Byron Leftwich. This was a huge deal for us playing against Marshall. They were a better program than us back in those days. We were the new kids on the block. Schneider went in there. It was supposed to be a, you know, a big shootout. First time we played them, close game, they beat us. They beat us the first three times we played them. And then in 2005, one of the biggest moments in UCF football history to break the 17-game losing streak against who? Marshall at the Citrus Bowl. Huge game. You alluded to it earlier in the show. 2006 at Marshall, Michael Torres with a game-winning field goal with Matthew McConaughey on the sidelines promoting the We Are Marshall movie. That was a huge game. 2009, the comeback game, we're down. The victory miss game, a lot of people call it. Uh, Bruce Miller forces the fumble. Wide open Rocky Ross on the side of the end zone. Another huge game. And then we brought the rivalry back in 2019, faced him in the Gasparilla Bowl. A lot of history with Marshall going all the way back to 2002. 20 years of playing in these guys. Now, we've had a couple years off with them. But I think that was – ask anybody in the Schneider era who the biggest rivalry was. Remember, we talked to Schneider himself. He yeah. put on that USF sticker on his hat, on his helmet that day. He goes, I didn't even think about it because at the time, we never even played USF. Marshall was the team that we hated. I would have never put a Marshall sticker on my helmet. That was the big rivalry back then 20 years ago. I still don't believe him, but go ahead. <laughs> What's your number one? <laughs> What's your number one? Number one is the Cows. Number one has got to be the Cows. The number one rivalry we've had coming to an end now. Um, the first four times we played them, just – miserable losses every one of them 2005 they beat us up good 2006 we have a shot down at the citrus bowl they're still better than us 2007 oh yeah yeah 64 to 12 2008 michael greco leads the comeback sends the game to overtime and we get stopped on a fourth and one lose that one but then finally in 2013 we turn the tables you know bortles to Perriman. Big time play. 2014, we shut them out at Raymond James. Uh, they get us for a couple times in 15 and 16, but then we come back, play the most classic game in UCF football history, 2017, with everything riding on that game. We're undefeated. They have the one loss, winner take all, sends us to the, the championship game and then the Peach Bowl, perfect season, national championship. Um, from there, you know, we beat them up pretty good in 18, 19. But the last few years, very close games, competitive yeah. games. No matter how bad they were, they played us tight. Um, a couple times in Orlando, a couple times in Tampa. So 
Are you going to miss these guys? Are you going to miss a rivalry? I'm not going to miss them in the sense that, you know, like they're just annoying and I'd rather them not be in my life. But yeah, there's an element of, you know, getting out to playing your rival every, every year. And, you know, it's going to be a big game and, you know, there's got to be a little bit of trash talk involved and, you know, you know, whatever. So I will miss that element. I, I won't miss them specifically just because they, they annoy me. But uh, yeah, I mean, there's something about getting, getting your juices up for a big one with a, with a school that you hate. I don't, I mean, I don't like any school we're playing, right? It's not like I love the school we're playing, but I, I literally hate the cows. I don't have that hatred yet for a big 12 school or somebody we're going to play. Maybe I'll find it. So in that respect, yes, I, I'll have an outlet. I need to disperse my hate upon at some point. Right. And I think we're going to form some of those here in the new conference. Like we have, and we've done all throughout time. And like this list proves when we were all the way back in, what was it? I don't want to say it wrong. Were we division three? Were we three? I don't know what it was. We were playing Georgia Southern, <laughs> right? And then we had a rivalry with Marshall and the Mac. And we've had rivalries with Memphis and East Carolina in Conference USA. And we've had rivalries now with the Cows and the American. Everywhere we go, we'll find a new rival. It's going to continue. But those are the top five. You know who's not on this list? Not even on the OLI? That everybody wants to say is our biggest rivalry now in the last couple of years? Cincinnati? Cincinnati. Cincinnati, to me, not yet on the level of these. And I know on Twitter, it may be the, be the best rivalry we have. On Twitter, the, the, the vocal fan bases. But on the football field, what are the big moments? We've played them eight times. It's tied 4-4. But a lot of those games were complete blowouts in either direction. And Even 2017, we went up there and they stopped the game in the third quarter. We blew them out. 2018, the college game day game, we blew them out. Um, the last two years before this one, they blew us out. The The biggest moments, the biggest plays, memorable plays in this series, are you want to say the R.J. Harvey touchdown this year? Um, the Ahmad Gardner pick six against Dylan Gabriel? What, what other big moments in these games can you really point out and say, hey, that's like the Hill Pyramid, or that's like that goal line stand against Houston, or that's like uh, Mike Hughes? There, there are no moments like that in that series yet. Yeah, I mean the game day game will have a couple of iconic moments just because of of the noise and the you know the two penalties off the bat. But yeah, to your to your point, there was Jasinski baptizing Desmond Ritter. I mean those will be iconic style moments, but there weren't like game changing you know put them on a poster style moments that you remember forever. So I, I could see that. I think it has the potential, right? I think obviously playing them year in year out now in the Big Twelve has the potential to get there. As as you can you know you already alluded to the the fan bases are pretty salty about each other in general. So I guess you have an option to, to get to that level at some point. So I can see that. Yeah, it, it could be a future top five rivalry for sure. Now that we have the history with them and same thing with Houston going into this new conference, even BYU, who we have a little bit of history with. We played them a couple times back in the mid 2000s. And then, of course, the uh, Boca Bowl that we shall not speak of. But a couple games once the one in Provo that I went to and then even the one was an overtime game in Orlando. So couple nice matchups with BYU. History with all three of these teams going in. All have potential. I don't know if we're going to play BYU every year. We're not playing them this year. Houston, it looks like we're going to play every year, so we've got a lot of potential. I, I'm pretty sure we'll probably play Cincinnati every year unless they come up with some new format where, where you know it rotates around. But um, looking forward to some of these rivalries. And I think we can form some new ones. I, I who are you looking forward to the most? Which which team that have we not played yet in the Big 12 that you think is going to be the biggest rival? 
I mean, rival's tough, right? Because it depends how good they're going to be year in and year out. Like, I think some of these programs aren't aren't always great. Um, I think there's going to be some fun game options. I think Texas Tech will always be a lot of fun. It sounds like their fans are a little bit crazy uh, and off the rocker, right? So I think a Texas Tech has the potential to have some fun. I wouldn't mind stomping Baylor every year. We've already done it once. Let's just keep that train rolling. Um, maybe West Virginia. They seem a little unhinged. So maybe West Virginia. But I guess I'll go Texas Tech right now just because they're – they're the loudest, most annoying fan base towards us so far on Twitter. All right. Yeah, uh, Baylor's a good one. I know they want a piece of us. They want their revenge. Um, West Virginia, I think, could be a fun one. I think their fan base is crazy, can party like us, and is going to be – they're going to make a presence known down here in Orlando when they come down here. Now, they might not bring that many teeth with them, but they'll be here and they'll be ready to, to party and drink with us. Those tailgates, I think, are going to be a little uh, a little nuts. So. I mean, how many teeth do you really need? I mean, let's just be honest, right? Uh, you said multiple times. Are there other top five lists? You said you, you, I, you made it seem as there was a pluralization here. Yeah, I've got a few of them off this same subject here. I don't know how much time, how long you want to go here because I got like uh, I got a few. Other you, give, give me your best. Give me of the two. Give me your best one. What do you, what do you want? The uh, the top five college football rivalries of all time. Okay. You want the top? Well, you know what? I'm not going to give you that one because I only wrote down four and I drew a blank. Or just. <laughs> The top five rivalries, period. Doesn't have Give to be me that. sports. No sports. Give me top five rivalries. Give me rivalries. Top five, all sports. Top five of all time. Yes. Number five. Yeah. Sibling rivalry. The sibling rivalry. You know it. You have kids. You have a daughter yeah. and a son. Yeah. I've got yeah. two girls. Um, yeah. You know, I have a sister. Yeah. We all have experienced it where, you know, there's always that rivalry, you know. Yeah. Proving yourself to your parents or whatever it is. And it's, it's a saying as old as time, the sibling rivalry, I think, is has this, to be in there. Are you going like Manning versus Manning? Is that also factoring into yeah, this yeah. too? Like something along those situations? Yeah, of course. Okay. Of course. There's always okay. that competition to prove who the better a sibling is. The Harbaugh. I mean, I guess the, the Harbaugh's playing each other in a Super Bowl has to be at the highest level of sibling rivalry, right? Like, is there a... I mean, is there any other rivalry that, I mean, Eli and Manning never played for a Super Bowl, right? I mean, they played against each other, but they never had that. Like, is the Harbaugh brothers in the Super Bowl the, the pinnacle of sibling rivalry game? Yeah, we just saw it this year too, right? Um, the Kelseys. Um, okay, the good, yeah, good call. Yeah, good call. So they played against each other in the Super Bowl. The two, you mentioned the Harbaugh's head coaches. Um, but there's always that. Um, even like Buddy Ryan's kids, uh Rex Ryan and uh, what's the other one? Rob. Rob. See, <laughs> Rob lost that one because nobody could remember. lost a lot of them. Yes. <laughs> it was the Cowboys DC for a while. I think you got to give it to the, co- like, I think head coach versus head coach, brother versus brother. I think that's even greater than the Kelsey's. Yeah. Because right? you literally are like, you know, Travis Kelsey isn't doing anything specifically to, to Jason Kelsey. He's just playing his best, but you're literally trying to figure out a scheme to beat your brother, both on the field, you know, with the tricks, with everything you want to do from a game plan. I think the brothers Super Bowl may be the greatest pinnacle of sibling rivalry. Right. And sure. in the, you see it all over sports. There's, there's a lot of brother combinations, uh, even in hockey, the Kachucks on one's on the Panthers and the other one's on Edmonton, but they could end up getting in fistfights. You know, hockey is common to get in a fight. I don't think they, I don't think they did or have, but it's possible. Um, things like that. So always fun to watch siblings go at it, I guess, in sports, not even just in sports, just in life. Fair enough. Number four, age versus beauty. 
What do you think about that one? Now, age usually wins out on this one, right? But beauty, huh? beauty's making a, a fighting, uh, making a fight of this recently. You got all these, you know, Botox. You got Shout out Ozempic. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're trying. They're trying to put up a fight up against age, and yeah. you know, as we know, age is eventually going to win. But it's a hell of a rivalry going on. Beauty's putting up a fight. Father time undefeated, Mike. Father time undefeated. I mean, perfect record. Um, no contest, but you're, you're right. I mean, what I wouldn't do to find a, a fountain of youth situation in my life at this point. So I'll give you that they're, they're trying, like I said, you know, shots, Ozempic, you know, surgeries, you got options there, but father time undefeated. This is, do a hammer and a nail have a rivalry? I don't know if this one really counts because father time wins every time. <laughs> I don't all, know. All, all beauty's doing is just prolonging the fight to a later rounds, <laughs> but it's still going to be a knockout when this all said and done. Some people, uh, some people improve with age. Uh, look at me. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't wait till tomorrow because I get better looking every day, baby. There we well, are. Perfect. <laughs> I, I'm taking on uh, age right now. So, okay. Um, number three the Capulets and the Montagues. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> that's a hell of a rivalry can sure. you think of a better rivalry um now do you know and i i don't know either myself i'm gonna have to look it up it's been so long which one were the capulets and which one were the montagues which one was romeo and which one was juliet i think juliet was the capulets so her name was juliet capulet they rhymed like that that's the only reason i'm thinking it was the other way but i really don't know julia gulia um <laughs> <laughs> but a classic rivalry all the way to the death of both of them. They end up both dying. Spoiler alert. Um, <laughs> <laughs> can you spoil her alert? Something that's about 500 years old. Um, Juliet, the daughter of Capulet, and Romeo, the son of Montague. There you go. All right. But hell of a rivalry. Families hated each other. Yeah. Love got in the way. Yeah, that always does. <laughs> Number two. Tupac versus Biggie. East Coast, West Coast. Okay. <laughs> uh, and again, rest, rest they both peace. end up dying. Rest, rest <laughs> I mean, in peace. Yeah. Jeez. But great, great artists, both of them. I love both of them. I don't want to say, uh, can I say equally? Close to equally. I, do you have a favorite? Do you pick one? Everybody always has to pick one. I, I love 10 songs here, 10 songs more probably on, on each side. I, even though if I had to pick, you made me, I go Biggie. And he's got it's New York. I'm a New York guy, and I think probably a few more songs his way. Yeah, Pac has the bigger catalog just because he was around longer. Um, he went through more evolution in his music. I, I was usually more of a Tupac guy than a Biggie guy, but I didn't. I don't. I, to your point, like flip a coin. It wasn't a bad day if I had to listen to either one of them. So, um, but I probably had more Tupac than I had Biggie. But though I am Biggie over Tupac by yeah. a little bit. I'm more West Coast over East Coast. Give me, if you're, you're throwing in Snoop and Dre and those guys on yeah. the West, I prefer them over, you know, yeah. Mace and. Uh... Mace. <laughs> this is not helping us skew any younger. <laughs> Just so we're on the same page, Mike. This is not helping us get that, uh, no, get that younger crowd in there. I don't think Mace is even no, in no, the game not, anymore. That, that, <laughs> he found religion. He's know. back, though, but then he hates Pip, uh, Diddy or P. Diddy, whatever calling him now. Yeah, so um, uh, that's still number two rivalry. Uh, <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, Number I mean, one. Look, uh, the unfortunate passing of both. I mean, Jay Z Nas had a famous one, although Nas, that's what I was thinking. Why did I say Nas? Okay, Nas. Nas. Okay, here we go. Jay Z. Well, yeah, you know, Jay Z. Okay, East Coast. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number one, and I don't think yeah. there's any debate. Number one rivalry of all time: cats and dogs. <laughs> cats and dogs. I mean, that is the mm. classic rivalry. They're fighting hmm. like cats and dogs. Every every fight, every battle, everything is compared to the cat versus the dog. It's interesting. Like in the in the fighting context, yes, but in, in the compatibility, there's like oil and water, right? Like there's I don't know if that's a rivalry. Hammer and the nail is a good one too, by the way. I mean, they're always fighting each other. Well, yeah. Hammer wins every time, but I statue mean, and the pigeon yeah. too. I mean, pigeon wins that one. <laughs> that's, 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 statue <laughs> and the pigeon's a good one. Yeah, I, I thought so. I thought when you said that it was like top five rivalries in all of sports. Like you were gonna go Duke, Carolina, yeah, I have Red that Sox, too. Yankees, you know, yeah. Foreman Ali. Like I thought you were going there. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that list was better than probably the other one you're gonna give me. But if you have that one, I'll take it too. You just did that one. <laughs> okay. What am I missing? I had three. Probably, there. It was Bears, Packers, Lakers, okay. Celtics was two. Yeah. Yankees, Red Sox was one. You want to yeah. throw in Dodgers, Giants is a good one. You had no. Carolina Duke in there. Carolina Duke, yeah, it could be up there. That was the one. That was the list where I couldn't remember the fifth. Remember before the show started, I said, "Hey, I have all these top fives in my head," and I, I blanked out on half of them. Yeah. So during the show, I remembered a couple of these popped back in my head. I, I jotted them down. I also have the top five college fo- football ones, but uh, I think a lot of people kind of agree on those. Yeah, that's not that's not fun. Like, we'll we'll move on from there. Yeah. I mean, let's just keep rolling. Do you have? I hate to ask this question because we can break no. if you don't. Do you have a cow of the week? No. <laughs> do we need to take a break so you can align on the cow of the week? Then we'll come back. We'll do a cow of the week. We can if you want. I mean, let's if, if we're gonna do do this segment, we're probably gonna need to take a break right here. Um, and if we do that, we'll tell you we're sponsored by Gordon and Partners. Okay, sons of UCF, both of you, you are the. That's a good news. Mike has uh, discovered a cow of the week option. It didn't take him all that long, although he refuses to tell me what it is. So I have to wait along with all of you to figure out who Mike is nominating for his cow of the week this week. I really hope this is worth the payoff, Mike, because you've been making me wait now for several minutes here. And so I submit to you, the audience, Mike's cow of the week, of which none of us know, and I take no credit for. That's right. And I'm still trying to research a little bit because I want to get some... um some receipts in order, but okay. I think I could do it in general. And the cows are you included along with our friend AP Gilbert. Wow. And probably Elo. It's an all-star crew. Yeah. And I'm talking in general, Miami yeah. heat fans, mm-hmm. Yeah, the Miami heat fans who left their team for dead about a week ago. Dead people. Or how long ago was it when they lost to the Atlanta Hawks in the first play-in game? Yep. Wanted to pack it all in, rebuild yeah, the draft entire pick. Team, Yeah, higher draft pick, yeah. Throw it all away. Yet here, sit up three games to one against the number one seed Milwaukee Bucks. Now they're all back. They're all back, and they're burning the boats, and they're cocky Heat fan again. And get out of our way, baby. Let's go. We're, we're going through Milwaukee. We're gonna take the shit out of the Knicks. We're gonna we're gonna take Boston. We're going all the way. So, where are you guys as of right now? Are you? Because I know you. You are mm-hmm. still Mister Negative, scaredy That's pants. Yeah, you're gonna lose the next three. Giannis is gonna come back and stick it to you, and you're not gonna go. To, 
to win the next round. But there are a lot of Heat fans, and I want to say probably JP's in the other boat, where, you know, cocky fan is back. Yeah. We're, we're, we're back. We're, we're, we're up in the series. We can't miss a, a three-pointer. Have they missed a three in this series yet? Every time I look. The Heat? <laughs> yes. <laughs> They've missed several threes. I mean, maybe maybe not in game two. But in the other games, every time I'm looking, they're, they're nailing three-pointers. They're shooting better than I've ever seen that team shoot before. Yes, they've missed. Uh, they've missed several of those. Uh, here's my problem. Like, yes, I, I want to be cocky Heat fan up three one. I did not think we'd be here, but it took a all time legendary performance by Jimmy Butler to get us here, and we have zero help from the other guys. Bam Adebayo has once again just shrunk in the playoffs and is nowhere near the player that he is in the first part of the season every single year. Uh, Tyler Hero being out at this point doesn't help. Um, Victor Oladipo being out doesn't help. The corpse of Duncan Robinson is out there hitting threes. Max Struess, what are you going to get from him? Gabe Vincent, you never really know. Kevin Love is a million years old. So can we get one more game where Jimmy can be Jimmy and somebody around him can step up? Kyle Lowry's like a like a uh, dead human being at times. I don't. I I, I want to have the hope. I want to say I, we're going to lose in Milwaukee. I think we're going to lose game. What is it? Game five in Milwaukee, right? I mean, they're going to come back. They're going to be fired up. But can we go back to Miami up three two and win a game six at home? That's where my mind is at right now. And, and you play better at home is my hope. But somebody outside of Jimmy Butler is going to have to step up. And I just don't know who that is. I haven't. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm nervous about that. Talk strategy here. You just said it. They're going to lose game five. They're going to have, they're playing against a team that's supposed to be better than them that has their backs against the wall, going all out at home. I think a lot of people assume that Milwaukee is going to win game five. So, do you, coming off that performance that Jimmy Butler just had, and we see it during the regular season, maintenance day, give them game five off, let them rest up, get ready for game six, or you go for the throat now, try to end it in five. A little bit of both. I think you, you let them play, and if at halftime, you know it's it's out of hand or we're not playing well, or just, but then you then you shut them down for the rest of the game. I think Milwaukee come out flat. I mean, uh, Giannis's health is still a tad in question. He may not be 100 percent healthy. They're shell shocked at three one. If for some reason the Heat come out and they're on fire from three, they're hitting everything. Giannis can't play. They're missing shots, and you know we're up 20 at halftime. Then it's you know gas pedal to the floor. Let's just win this thing. But if it's we're down 20 at halftime, you know shut Jimmy down. Let him sit and rest. You know, let's get the, you know, let's get the the Max Struess minutes up and let him get some run in there, right? Let's get Highsmith in there. I mean, let's just let's just empty the bench at that point and then regroup for Game Six. Hey, but you guys were down fifteen basically the whole game this past game. You were down yeah. what twelve with about six minutes to go. That yeah. didn't stop anything. Yeah, Maybe. but that was a home game, and can, can, can Jimmy do that every game? Not every game. But he only has to do it one more time. Like and that's that's like is can he can he muster it up one more time on the road? I want to think so, Mike. But I mean, I think our our better play is try to win game five. If it's not there, shut it down. Go home game six. Rest everybody. You know, burn the canoes and let's you know let's let's take this thing on to round two. Which you know who knows? But with every round, we lose a a, a guy. We're down two now from round one. <laughs> We're holding me down in round two. But I I'm I'm optimistic, but I'm I'm always going to be negative. Even. Now, talking about rivalries that we just did, I don't even know. Are they, this is how fake of a fan I am. The Knicks played tonight. Uh, that they, they did not know. Okay, but uh, so they'll play tomorrow, and then the Heat will play Thursday, right? Um, if they both win one more game, we are lining ourselves up for Knicks Heat. 
that's that was a big rivalry back in the nineties. Uh, it was, know? and between us, you know, I, I remember very clearly me having to watch Game Five, Round One, in my room while the rest of you Heat fans were out in the living room watching as uh, Alan Houston rattled home the game winner. <laughs> That's a strike sword. Yeah, it was, that was <laughs> and me having to celebrate in silence in yeah. my own room. Yeah, was that the last time you watched a Nick game? By the way, <laughs> uh, the last time I actually watched a Nick game, I think it had to be. I think it was maybe two years later. It was okay. the Knicks. I remember it. Knicks Pacers, and they lost the series at the very end. Patrick yeah. Ewing missed a layup. Yeah, yeah. No, and that then, was the Larry Johnson when he hit the threes and he kept putting no, up no, the no, LJ no. Stuff, right? No, they beat the they beat the uh, Pacers in that one. That was the same year as as the Heat. So they beat the okay. Heat, yeah. then yeah. they beat the Pacers, then they beat somebody else, or they beat somebody else in between, and then they lost in the finals to uh, Tim Duncan and the Spurs. But I'm talking about there was a I want to say so that was '99, maybe it was 2000, 2001, or 2002. They played the Pacers again, and Ewing misses a layup. It was either it was a deciding game. They lose to the Pacers, and that and that was basically the end of Ewing's career, um, the end of the Knicks. And I stopped watching there. And then we and we did run into Patrick Ewing. Do you remember that one time downtown? I do. In Orlando? I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was with the uh, the Magic then, I guess. And uh, that, that was a nice little encounter we had with him. He's uh, a giant human being. <laughs> but yeah, I have not followed basketball since really then, and the Knicks have stopped playing basketball since then. My yeah, cousins try to get me into it once during the Carmelo era. I never really liked Carmelo's style of play. I never got into it. There was I remember him one playoff game beating the Celtics where he went off for like 50 points, and I was like, well, okay, this guy can do it, but never really got back into it. Um, but if there's a Knicks-Heat series, I can be entertained by that. I can get into that. Th- those games, those were battles back then. I uh, and the, the one series that the Heat actually beat them back then, we, you know, we all know it was shenanigans with the whole fight, and they suspended all the best players for Game Seven. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'd like to see it again. You want to see the Knicks? Uh, yeah, you I, I don't. Knicks? You don't care, right? Yeah, I don't really care. Uh, fun fact: they both play tomorrow night. By the way, they both play Wednesday oh, night. Really? Knicks are at seven. Heater at nine thirty. Um, nine thirty. Yeah, great. Is it, Heater um, at nine thirty. What yeah, the hell is the NBA's problem? They don't want you watching. No, again, I, I I don't know why I said there are sports leagues. They don't want me to actively watch their games. I don't understand. I don't I don't know why they're doing that. Thirty on a Wednesday, Saturday. Okay. Well, here's the thing. This is where the NBA screwed up. So you would argue, you could argue that the the biggest series is is, is that are going on right now. Lakers Grizzlies, right? LeBron, obviously, John Morant. They play tomorrow at seven. That that's on TNT. The Knicks and Cavs tip off at seven on NBA TV. So it's not even on TNT. It's on NBA TV. <laughs> you could argue the Knicks, you know, top two, three basketball TV market, right? The Mecca. Then you got Heat Bucks, an elimination game, one seed going down. There's some intrigue there. That's nine thirty. Then you got Warriors Kings, which is a, a local rivalry. Steph Curry defending champs. You know, uh, uh, tied two two. That's on at ten thirty. So you have the, really the probably the four best games, the four best series is all going on tomorrow at the same time. And half of them after I've already gotten to bed. I would say more than half for you. I mean, <laughs> you probably, oh, you, you might be able to see the end of the Knicks Cavs. That should put you in bed by 10. So if you can make it till 10, you might be able to see the end of that one. Yeah. Um, I'm going to watch the Panthers get eliminated by the Bruins. That'll be over by 10. Maybe I'll watch the last minute of the Knicks if it's still, you know, interesting. And then that puts me maybe at the end of the first quarter of the Heat game. And then uh, I got to check out. 
Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't blame it. These these start times are uh, are awfully uh, awfully late, Mike. I have uh, I have a couple of cow of the week options for you. I have two uh, personal family stories that I found funny this weekend. So as as I mentioned, we travel down to South Florida. Anytime we travel with the family, there's always some fun stuff, Mike. So we were in uh, downtown, or maybe not down. I guess by the beach, Fort Lauderdale is probably the better way to phrase that. We went to a little restaurant called Bow Campers. If you're down there, you're probably familiar with it, Mike. I know you're familiar with it, right? Yeah. So we get to Bow Campers. Uh, we pull into the parking lot. And it's, it's on the water for those who aren't familiar. So nice little water view if you're sitting outside. You know, you, you got the, I think it's the Oakland Park um, bridge right there, right? Goes up and down, boats coming in and yeah. out, right? Nice little scenery, right? We pull in the parking lot and there's a sign out there that says no water taxi parking. For those who aren't familiar, there's a water taxi that I think goes up and down the, the river there, Mike. And you can sort of take it as a sightseeing adventure, maybe get from one place to the other, right? So it's a water taxi, no water taxi parking as the, the launch point is right near there. My, my lovely daughter, Addison, looks at the sign and says, no water taxi parking. Where's it going to park in here? <laughs> hey, where? <laughs> so there is a designated spot for the water taxi, right? I assume it's on the water. Yes, it's not. It's not in the Bill Cambridge parking no, lot. No, not. In she was. She was really confused that how would the water taxi get into the parking lot? She was really confused <laughs> how that would happen. Right. So she thought okay. the boat was actually going to go on. Land. Yes, she was wondering where the where the boat was going to park gotcha. inside of the uh, inside of the parking lot. All right. She's um, not, not possible. She's in high school now, right? Yeah. And she, and she has the grades to get into UCF. She's she does. She's actually relatively right? smart. But this is her redeeming moment. She played a prank on my wife. So here's here's Cal's week number two. So she saw this prank on I think on TikTok. Right. You take a picture of somebody's phone when it's sitting like someplace, right? So my wife's phone was sitting um, near the TV stand in the room, right? So she goes over, takes a picture of it and goes and sits on her bed. So she comes over and tells me what she's going to do. So my wife comes into the room, picks her phone up, she's sitting down and Addison texts Stephanie a picture and says, you left your phone over here on the bed. So Stephanie gets up and goes and looks for her <laughs> phone <laughs> and she's like, I don't see it. And asks like, mom, it's literally right there. Like it's right in front of the TV. Like, I don't want you to, I don't want you to forget it before we leave. And she's like, I don't see it anywhere. Like where to go. Asking, like it's literally right my, it was right there a second ago and she's like did aiden did you take my phone she's yelling at everybody where where's her phone and addison's like look at the picture it's literally right there so she looks at the picture and she's like i don't understand where my phone's at <laughs> the phone was in her hand mike just so we're on the same page that was the phone was in her hand that's the prank there uh you're looking at the phone getting a text of that your phone is someplace else she felt yeah. so the apple did not fall far from the tree is what you're telling me and these two stories yeah. And I got the third one for you. And this one's the one I find the funniest, but I, it's hard to explain. So let me try as hard as I can. Hotel, uh, four of us are sharing a, a hotel space. In the shower, there are, um, in the bathroom, there are three hooks for towels, right? One of these hotels where they don't let you, they don't replace the towels every day, which is really just a big Ponzi scheme, but what are you going to do? So there's three hooks for the towels, right? So I was the last one to take a shower on the Friday night we get there. So I hang my towel on the hook all the way to the far left, right? There are already two towels on the middle and the right hook. And my son, he's a, he's a savage. He just throws his towel on the ground, right? So we pick his towel up, put it on the counter. So Saturday morning, I'm the only one who showers. So I take a shower, left towel, go shower, left towel back on, right? Saturday afternoon, after evening, you know, after we got back, we all decided to take a shower again, right? I, again, I'm chivalrous. I go last. My wife goes, and then Addison goes. Addison walks in the bathroom and comes out like a second later and goes, my towel's all wet. And Stephanie's like, what do you mean your towel's all wet? She's like, my, my towel is like soaking wet. And, and Stephanie was like, well, which towel is yours? She was like, it was the one hanging on the hook. And she's like, oh, well, I, I moved all the towels over one. And Addison goes, why? And she was like, well, because I just, when I got out, I moved all the towels over one. It was just easier. 
And I'm like, wait a minute, what do you mean you moved all the towels over one? Why would you do that? And she was like, I didn't want anyone to like get confused on their towel. I was like, we weren't confused. I knew where my towel was. My <laughs> towel was on the left. And I was like, mine was in the middle. And then that must have meant yours. I was on the right, mom. And she's like, well, no, I moved everyone's towels over. And I'm like, so then, all right, Aston. So if she did that, then my towel is now in the middle. Your towel should now be on the left. And she's like, well, no, I moved them from right to left. All right, so no, so then my towel is on the right ass and your towel is in the middle. And she's like, well, no, I used the one on the left. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, hold on a second. So you not only did you use the wrong towel, then you moved them all after the fact as well. So because of that, we had to go downstairs and get all new towels. <laughs> and you know who was safe throughout this whole adventure was your son. Payton's good. Payton's good. Because <laughs> his is just sitting right there on the bottom of the toilet. <laughs> He's absolutely good. He knew exactly where his towel's at. Uh, but are you, so are you a, how many, how many washes in between towels are you uh, after okay, showers? ask this question. Don't ask this question. And I, I know our roommate, Chad, in college, washed his towel after every shower. That's correct. Right? Yes. You went through yeah. a whole lot. Our towels are not clean as, as uh, frequently as they should be. Let's put okay. it down. Okay. <laughs> but are I you... just did a whole, I just folded about 800 towels. Yesterday or Sunday, we were completely out. And our, we have 40 towels. And we were completely out. And now they're all clean. But it, it, it takes a it takes a while for us to go through. But but do you have your dedicated like even if even even if it's there for two months, you have your towel, right? That's yeah, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. that's your towel. It's the the brown one, and that's the one you use. And 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 your wife uses the the yellow. Like you have your towel, right? Yeah, it's separate. I have my hangs over the toilet on the the rack, and hers hangs yeah. on the other wall over there. And see, that's what I'm trying to like. I I also we don't wash our towels after every use, right? We're probably about a week, at, at, you know, from from use A to use B, right? But my wife will just use anybody's towel. So if there's three towels hanging up, and she'll just say, I'll use this one. And I'm like, was that one yours? And she's like, well, no, but it's a towel. And I'm like, well, but it's not your towel. <laughs> like, it's one thing if I'm not going to wash the towel after every use, which is, you know, inefficient. But at least let me have my own towel. Like, don't don't give me some stranger, some random. Don't give me your old towel. I want my own towel if I'm going to have my filth on it for seven straight days. Yeah. I think and it's a fair ask, Mike. Sometimes my wife will take mine. But as soon as she takes mine, then I don't use that one anymore. I go get a new one. <laughs> That's sometimes what it has to take for me to go get a new one. But um, I, I used to have, I used to be actually more strict about it. And probably this was before getting married. I had like two towels. I had the body towel and I had a separate towel, just like a face towel that it was a smaller towel that was right on top. And it wouldn't wipe, I wouldn't wipe my face with the same towel that I wiped the rest of my body with. That's but fair. now I've gotten away from that. Now I just one towel for everything. Okay. Yeah. Those, those are the three uh, family stories uh, that, uh, Enjoyed my travel weekend. <laughs> was, was my, my my entire family casually. My little guy did nothing. Apparently, he must have he he got away scot free. Uh, I'm sure he did something. We haven't found out about it yet. Yeah, it's fair. I don't have anything for him. Addison did something uh, foolish earlier, but it doesn't rise to the level of the cow of the week. But um, but yeah, that was that was that was kind of, anytime you travel with the family, Mike. There's always a good funny. What are we doing? Moment in uh, in those stories every time without yeah. fail. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's cool, you know you. I know it was for bad reasons, but when you guys are cooped up together in one little area for a day or two, you know, it brings you a little closer. I think, you know, just have those moments, those little stories that you guys are going to laugh about for the next couple of weeks. What's so. the age when you're going to consider having uh, a two room hotel situation? Uh, well, we do sometimes not two separate rooms, but I've done in the past where we will get a room that, has the bedroom and the living room and the kids okay. sleep out on the fold out couch. We've done that many times. If I can get yet. a room that does that, 
I, I get it. I opt for it if I can afford it or if it's available. I've done it even going up to UCF. I think the Hampton Inn, we've done it at where you get the, the one bedroom suite and then kids out in the living room. Um, sometimes some hotels are just too expensive to get like that. Like if you're staying at the Disney hotels, you're staying on property or something like that. Forget it. Those rooms <laughs> cost a fortune. You just got to get the room with the two beds in the same room. And I like being separate anyway, because you know, um, there's some adult activities that cannot happen when the kids are in the same room. So I, <laughs> if given the option, I always try to get that, that bigger room. <laughs> Or um, okay. sometimes we'll go away and my mom will come with us, you know, if we're going on a cruise or something or we're staying at a resort and then the kids stay in my mom's room. Mommy and daddy get the, <laughs> their own room. <laughs> okay. So, okay. All right. Well, we know how UCF Mike uh, travels, Mike. Those are those are cow of the week. Those are the cow of the week options. Uh, again, one of these things where I, I got onto this particular uh, show this evening and I, I had a page full of notes. I wasn't sure what we we're going to talk about. And two hours later, uh, once again, we found a way to fill uh, two hours of your life. I may split this into two parts again. It may be harder because it was not a natural break. But don't worry. Just just subscribe everywhere you get your podcast. I appreciate your support. Uh, thanks for listening to the shows at all times. Really love that. Uh, obviously, uh, YouTube channel, Mike. I got some videos I need to put up from the golf tournament still. So we'll get around to some more golf content that's out there. Um, and then live show Thursdays. Um, Mike, sometimes present, sometimes not, depending on his schedule. Leo Trace may be there. Uh, that's YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, 8 p.m. on Thursday. Make sure you're subscribing, following along, you know, enjoying uh, the times we have there. Uh, and that's everything you need to know about the Suns of UCF. Um, your support is appreciated. We always thank you for doing that. And, uh, and listen, we'll, we'll talk to you guys soon. Everybody take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. And uh, go nice. Charge on. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.